Welcome to the Scuff Podcast, where we talk about U.S. soccer. Hey, hey, the U.S. women beat Costa Rica 3-0 on Thursday night, booking their ticket to the CONCACAF final on Sunday against Canada. The winner of that game qualifies automatically for the Olympics. Greg, how you doing? Good, Bell. So uh, kind of this tournament has gone sort of uh, along the historical narrative. So all preamble leading up to the Canada matchup, there was some there was some sort of thought uh, that that some of the CONCACAF teams would be a little bit uh, more in the overachieving side of things. Uh, didn't turn out to be the case in this tournament. Well, that's not fair. That's not fair. Some of these teams did probably overachieve to even get where they were. Uh, obviously, Mexico underachieved badly. Um, the U.S. though have been uh, as dominant as they as they have been in past cycles. Yeah, and the final chapter of that dominance, uh, that preamble don- dominance, I guess, is uh, was last night. We were, I mean, it was as dominant as any of the performances we've we've put on in this tournament the scoreline doesn't wasn't so wild or anything but costa rica was totally not gonna score in this game uh we i mean let's just i can just knock their shots out right now they had two shots in the match right they had a they had uh like a scramble after a set piece where they got like a deflected shot from the edge of the box no angle and then there's there that was in like the first 20 minutes and then their second shot came in the 95th minute after we made it 3-0, where they shot directly from the kickoff. Oh, that yeah. was it. Those were their two shots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, um, thanks for knocking those out, because I didn't, I didn't remember either one. And I, um, <laughs> and I did think the U.S. played quite a bit better than they did against Mexico. At least there was a lot more energy. For and, sure, for sure. Um, our wingers, it's, fun, it's just so fun to watch. Well, Rose Lavelle is so fun to watch. And um, it's it's just it's really fun to watch our wingers Pew and Smith. They're they're you know they're not they're not perfect or anything, but they're a lot of energy against the ball. And then when they get on the ball, just so dynamic. I'm just gonna say I think I think last night's performance was a good sort of retroactive justification for how underwhelming we were against Mexico. I really do think it was a matter of like against Mexico, knowing that the game was meaningless and and you know turning it into exercise or. Uh, uh, energy conservation um because in this game it, it was you know totally different and maybe costa rica just aren't as good as mexico either and left themselves a little too uh, exposed um but yeah between the territorial dominance dominance and the actual uh quality of chance dominance this was this was a pretty complete performance from the u.s with yeah. still with some room for imp- improvement is that an oxymoron can i say those two things side by side i think you can yeah I think I I think I know where you're going with that too. Um, all right, Casey Murphy in goal, Sofia Huerta, uh, Alana Cook, Becky Sauerbrunn, and Emily Sonnet across the back line. Uh, Andy Sullivan at the six, Rose Lavelle, and Lindsey Horan as the eights, and then Sophia Smith, Alex Morgan, and Mallory Pugh across the front line. No big surprises there, I don't think. Like Casey Murphy and Sofia Huerta, I think were two like uh, the coin tosses. So we saw who, at least for this game, Vlatko was leaning on. And and again, because of the quality discrepancy between Costa Rica and Canada, and because of the temperature and the conditions of the tournament, that could still be effectively like pre-rotating, even though it's a knockout game. Uh, so now, now we will see what the decision is against Canada. And I think that's really where there's no rotation uh, issues here. Like, I think he's putting his best group out against Canada, the group he thinks is his best group. Mm. Yeah, and, and Casey Murphy, maybe not as, not as convincing as she needed to be uh, if, it is, if it is a close decision between those two, uh, despite having very limited uh, work to do. Did not start against Canada in the 2-0 loss previous to this for them. So the, the, this idea that they're maybe saving their saving their ammo for the third place game, so that they can get into that um, playoff for the for the for the second Olympic spot from Concacaf, does seem to hold some water. Uh, Noelia Bermudez, for instance, played uh, for her first minutes of the tournament in goalkeeper for Costa Rica, and was let's just be honest, pretty bad in this game. Um, uh, Gabriela Guillen, uh, Carl Sanchez. 
Sanchez, Mariana Benavides, uh, Valeria del Campo Gutierrez, uh, Lixi Rodriguez were the five woman back line. And then Emily Val Valenciano, Catherine Alvarado, Shirley Cruz, and Priscilla Chinchilla, Chinchilla uh, across the, the midfield band. And then Carolina Venegas was the striker uh, in this game. The, the, uh, their sort of danger woman, Daphne Herrera, was not in the starting lineup. She did come on at halftime to the timeline. Uh, Costa Rica's in a low block, and Ali Wagner, the commentator, uh, notices that immediately, and I just noticed that she's a excellent soccer color commentator. The the thing that's one thing that's disconcerting about her is how little she is on. The, the, I know I've mentioned this before, but how little she is on the XG bandwagon. She's talking about scoring goals as if it's a mystical, magical thing. The whole the whole game. Uh, and I thought Greg's got to be tearing his hair out listening to this. <laughs> well, I think that's the normal thing. It's a, it's an easy way to use like uh, shooting as narrative. And frankly, I kind of assumed that that was like she was one of yours. Like you guys were on the same finishing mystics uh, group. Like you guys have meetings and you have a <laughs> newsletter. And uh, I, I kind of thought I was the the outcast here. I mean, I thought I was the outcast, but um, but <laughs> I I uh, I. I mostly just meme about it because I, I try to provide some sort of counterbalance. But um, I'm so used to being in a world where people don't talk that way that it's uh, you know, it's just uh, it's just weird to hear it uh, done so so shamelessly. I mean, it was like Mallory Mallory <laughs> Pugh Mallory Pugh has to you know she elevated her game by scoring a goal at the end of the first half, and Alex Morgan was hard done by by not um not getting to start in that second game of the group after, so that she could keep up her goal-scoring momentum. It's a, it's, a, it's a different way of talking about the game, I guess. The more normal way, I suppose. It it, it, but it does definitely stand out more now, I feel like, in the, in, as the discourse around finishing has, has tended towards the analytical. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we get, a, we get a good sequence from the USA right off the bat. It's Sauerbrunn to Sullivan through the lines to Lavelle, who gets just a touch and releases Huerta past and wide of Smith, who is also in the vicinity. Um, and then Huerta slides it hard along the six, and Morgan meets it there and tings it off the outside of the near post. So we're looking, we're looking pretty sharp right off the bat, I thought. Yeah, and this is, this is absolutely like the kind of attack that I know we're capable of and want to see as much as possible. It's an absolute like, hot knife through butter attacking moment. Uh, and you, again, you see the quality of Lavelle here because that ball into her isn't terribly precise, but she's still good enough to extend the attacking play and, and hit that ball between the Costa Rica back line uh, to allow our players who are excellent at racing downhill to race downhill. And then great ball from Huerta, and we, we get an immediate glimpse into the finishing discourse because suddenly Alex Morgan isn't quite the elite finisher that she was two games prior. Right. <laughs> It's because she didn't get to keep building momentum in the second game of the group. That's why. <laughs> so that's what it was? Okay, I see. I see. Yeah. It checks out. It checks out narratively. Right, 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 right. Um, around the four-minute mark, we get a nice little bit of combo work from uh, Chinchilla and Cruz from Costa Rica. And then it's a, a little bit messy from Huerta, who's kind of bailed out by Cook, and we concede a corner kick. Um, it's not that big of a moment. I just, just noticed... I think I noticed like one messy moment from Cook, a couple from Huerta, and one from Sullivan over the course of the game that just I thought bore mentioning, and this is one of those. That's it. Yeah, I mean, when when Costa Rica had as little to offer as they did, these these are the only ones that even stand out a little bit. Uh, Sullivan, the, the the Sullivan moment I wanted to mention is she blasted at Sonnet in tight space. Uh, it's it's not in tight space, but she leads Sana into a def an opponent and hits it at her way too hard, and it's a turnover and a quick foul from Sana. So just a little ding on Sullivan there, and then um, some real dings on Bermudez, the goalkeeper for Costa Rica. She gives it away in the buildup, passes it right to Mallory Pugh, who then uh, this will not be the last time Bermudez does this. Uh, Pugh tries to play it at the back post and just kind of blasts it out of bounds. I don't know about the choice here. What did you think? 
Uh, I was actually okay with it. So for me, the choice here is, uh, you know, Pew's path to the goal is taken away by a defender. Um, but we do have a little three on two here after this turnover from Bermudez in the center back. So I think what happened was Bermudez slammed it into her center back, her own center backs, like thigh 25 yards up the field and it ricochets to Pew. So now Morgan's coming over to Pew in their defense. Costa Rica center back is rushing over to Morgan. And so, uh, Smith is all alone at the back post. And Pew is trying to clip a ball to uh, Smith unmarked at the back post. So uh, I think the yeah. path makes sense. This, this isn't like an attempt at a, just hopefully whipping it in. Uh, she just It's just poor execution, technically. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I can see that. That's, that's my read there. Yeah, I can see that Smith is, Smith is arriving unmarked. It's just, uh, it would have been a, a, it's a difficult ball to connect on i think um 10 10 minute mark haran does somebody on the left side and lifts across into the box um huerta and smith are both sort of in position to head it and it's uh it's huerta who gets to it and heads it wide it did seem actually like smith could have could have generated more power on her header there Yes, Smith had the better angle. Either way, it's going to be a, a tough one to score from from the distance they were at in the sort of loopingness of the cross. Uh, this this was a good one because it illustrated a couple of things on the sequence. One, a quick throw in from the U.S., which uh, they were non-existent in the group stage. And again, I think that's that was a, a smart decision. Um, but again, I wasn't sure if it was really like intentional or if it was just like we take our time on throw-ins. But here, you you see now that we're out of the group stage and it's like knockout time quick throw in to get the ball back into play. Uh, and then, you know, nothing comes of it, but it was just good to see that quick, that quick restart. Uh, some good Alana Cook distribution from the back as we build. She hit a nice long diagonal uh, upfield uh, to Haran. And then for me, the, the issue here with Haran, and, and we see it uh, a few times in this game, is a ton of times we have players who can just skin defenders, right? Haran absolutely dusts Costa Rica's right back to the point that she could drive like a bus up the end line to the near post if she just keeps attacking. And this is where I just, I don't understand our, that impulse we have to like cross it. Like the goal, once you're trying to take this player one V one shouldn't be to create enough space to get a cross off. It should be like, if, if I can totally do this player, then I'm attacking the near post, forcing Costa Rica's shell in front of the goal to collapse onto me. And then hopefully opening that passing lane. So this is where I was just, I, I still feel like this is low hanging fruit for us to get away from that crossing impulse, that crosser's brain we have, and really start attacking more into the space, forcing defenses to actually, you know, tip those dominoes over, and then and then see if we can slide a ball to somebody's feet. But but maybe I'm just uh, maybe I'm just tilting at windmills here. <laughs> you might be, you might be, but I mean, it's hard to disagree with you. Um, <laughs> it, it, she did have she did have room to make things make more things happen. Um, at this point, very clear that Costa Rica can't build out, and um, Bermudez is is going to be shaky. I one one of your points, your, your you mentioned Alana Cook's distribution. There's going to be like three or four more of those in this game. She's she's a uh, she's hitting a very useful long diagonal ball right now for the U.S. Women's National Team. Um, the it- and that's important because we, we're seeing it from Cook and we're seeing it from Germa when Germa's in the game. So at some point when Germa takes over for Sauerbrunn, uh, we're going to have two center backs who are pretty reliable uh, at pinging that, pinging that ball into gaps in the zone. And when the U.S., when you have the attacking uh, weapons that we have, um, teams are going to be forced to collapse centrally or, you know, to tighten up, which is going to leave those diagonals open. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, there was even like Lavelle. There were some some missed opportunities on the long, like the long ball, or like at least seemed to me like an intelligent long pass because Rose Lavelle was making a sort of diagonal run from right to left into the box that went. She went um, unserved a few times on that run that I that I noticed. But we can, I guess we can get into that later. Uh, nice little bit in in the twelfth minute of skill from Alana Cook. To one touch a pass wide to Huerta from Cook. I just noticed this because it was a trick, a pretty tricky moment. She gets a hospital ball from Sonnet uh, across the field, and I can't remember which defender it was, but a Costa Rican defender was closing pretty fast, and Cook was able to open up her body and just sort of guide, you know, glance the ball over to Huerta, 
when like, you know, a lot of times that's going to be, that's a turnover and it, and it goes the other way. So I was impressed with that little moment from Alana Cook. Yeah. Sonnet definitely paying forward that Andy Sullivan pass from earlier where she puts <laughs> now Sonnet's the one putting the ball way out in front of Cook and then Cook doing a very good job of taking that bad, you know, that bad touch uh, and actually putting us in a position to punish Costa Rica for gambling on the steal. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those that's, Sonnet's pass is just bad enough to be actually end up being very good. There's a little, a uh, little bit of a mess from Cook and Murphy at the 14 minute mark um, that results in a corner kick. Uh, they head it. Like, Cook Cook heads it back to Murphy, but I don't know. I don't know. Did you think Murphy should have been more uh, alert to where that header was going to go, or was it just too much of a header at too much pace for her to get to? There's a little, it was a, it was a mistake on somebody's part. Who's, who's got the most fault? <laughs> I think Murphy panics a little bit because the, the Costa Rica attacker is like, it's, it's a long ball, like up in the air and it bounces and cook heads it off the bounce. Um, and the Costa Rica attacker never really angles herself to cook. She's always essentially pursuing the expected header back to Murphy. So she never slows down. So she's sprinting the entire time, almost like at Murphy. Uh, so when Cook heads this back, Murphy's first step is almost like towards Cook and, and the header. Um, and, and I wonder if she does that because she's getting a little nervous about this speedy Costa Rica player uh, barreling, barreling down on her. Because it's a, she, Murphy takes the wrong angle to the header, right? She shouldn't be coming out there. She should intercept it uh, towards the end line where Cook heads it. So it's Murphy either misjudging the, the path of the header and getting her angle wrong to collect it. Uh, or, or it's, you know, or that decision from Murphy is affected by her nerves with Costa Rica's attacker, uh, closing her down. Okay. Okay. Um, Wagner notes that Huerta misses a first time pass to Lavelle in a pocket of space. Instead, she takes a touch and gives it away. This is right around the 15 minute mark. Um, and it seems, uh, it seems that, uh, Wagner was right. Huerta should have, should have just quickly got it to Lavelle in that pocket. And that's how we get, that's how we get cooking against Costa Rica here. Um, and I did not think Huerta was really that sharp in this game. She also didn't get a lot of, she also didn't get a lot of, we didn't get a lot of joy up the right side. And, um, I'm not sure exactly why that was. Maybe it's because Costa Rica was taking it away from us, but not, not Huerta's best night. I didn't think. Yeah, yeah, way less involved. And I do think part of that was because we tended to be attacking uh, either more vertically or a lot of times uh, directly off turnovers where we didn't have we didn't have time in a good way to like get into our shape because we turned them over and then we were immediately, you know, again, running downhill onto the onto the 18 yard box. Okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we 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 got a lot of um, we got a lot of chances given to us by Bermudez, too. 16th minute Morgan fouls gets fouled pretty hard receiving the ball 40 yards from goal in the center of the park and Mallory Pugh's set piece is just gorgeous and Morgan meets it unmarked with her left foot and glances it just wide I'm not going to say should have scored here but it's a pretty good chance I'm, I'm going to incur the wrath of, of everyone of the other side of the faction not even on the finishing side uh, but this was totally a should have squared it uh, situation for me <laughs> Oh yeah, which is just almost like almost impossible to to really fault Morgan for trying to score here. But it's an incredibly difficult chance, you know, with the ball coming almost like over her shoulder, wide receiver style, to also time it correctly to strike the ball on frame, like near impossible. And then when you actually look at the sequence, uh, Haran has beat her marker to to the goal, and uh, I think it's Lavelle who's beat her marker as well. So, you know, like creating this chance is good. Creating it for Alex Morgan is great. Uh, but when we start getting to the point where we have the wherewithal to, for Morgan to just like settle that ball to Haran to just tap it in, like that's when we are at the truly sublime level of attack. And I'm just, I'm just like, I'm always just hopeful that we'll, that we'll get to that point. Does anybody square that in that situation at any level of soccer? I mean, I, I do agree that it, <laughs> it, it makes the most sense, but <clears throat> Does it really happen ever? I think it, it makes me think of, it kind of makes me think of the, uh, the Reina, uh, layoff to Peafock. Yeah, but 
That's what, that's what immediately have, came to mind. Reina, Reina didn't have like the whole goal, goal to shoot at either, I don't think, on his on his layoff. But Yeah, that's probably true. That's probably true. I'm I'm sure I'm being harsh, but I'm just like if if we ever if we get one of those, like that's where it's like people that that play a decision there to like set that down for Haran would have people that would have people whooping. Yeah. We'd be whooping. For sure. Yeah, the the composure and unselfishness of that is uh is would be something to celebrate for sure. Um, and, and the optimization, I know it's all, it's, it's really about optimization, right? Um, 1745 Mark, we get a, another good combination from Smith, Morgan and Pew Smith wins it off a of Costa Rica throw. She just, she's just terrorizing that back line of Costa Rica with her pressing and her energy and her, um, I guess, I think, the intelligence of the way she comes at him and um, she springs Morgan and then Morgan springs pew and behind and we get a corner kick. Any thoughts on that one? So this turned into a trend and this was like, I mean, the best way to beat a team's low block is to attack them before they can set up their low block. So like when you look at this throw in Costa Rica, again, maybe a little bit naive here uh, playing against the U S in a knockout game to even spread themselves out as open as they were to take a throw in, but they are like expansive. And so, you know, when they turn it over and throw ins aren't high percentage plays, if you're getting pressed like this, uh, you know, like, so they're taking some risks here. And when we turn them over, it's, it's four on two. So, uh, you know, Costa Rica is built on this low block and putting nine players behind the ball. Uh, and, and so they shouldn't really be trying, they shouldn't be leaving themselves open for these situations where, where they only have two back. So it was a good job of the U.S. to take advantage of these moments and create things from them because uh, it's a lot easier than breaking down 10 players. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, 19th minute, another a short corner scramble off a, a poor Pew delivery. I think Pew, Pew kind of runs the ball down in zone 14 and plays a good pass to Sophia Smith, who's checking to her just inside the box. Smith plays a first-time pass wide to Rose Lavelle, and Lavelle whips it across the six. Just misses Smith. Uh, you know, Smith, Smith can't even quite make a play on it, but it just misses her. And then it misses an outstretched Alex Morgan, uh, just barely. And then it also misses Emily Sonnet. I thought on replay it looked like Sonnet was pulled down by Valenciano as she was trying to get to it, but there that was not called or even really commented on in the broadcast. So um, no goal, but we're really knocking on the door at this point, it felt like to me. Yeah, real slick from uh, Smith to hit that ball out to Lavelle. Lavelle all by herself. And then what What I, again, getting into like nitpicking the, the, the execution in this last zone, um, this is one where like, Lavelle fires it across. Yeah. And, and again, it's almost like that, that residual mentality from crossing where it's just like, you got to whip it in. Like, this is just not a situation where we need to whip it in. Uh, our players have the whole space controlled. You know, if you're doing a pitch control model here, so we just need to roll it across really easily to make the finish as easy as possible for anyone to step through. Um, and instead again, just, just sort of fired across where no one can quite get the, get the last touch. Yeah. It's, it was too hot. No doubt about it. Too hot, I said. But the knocking, the knocking is good. The knocking we're doing here throughout this first 20 minutes, pretty, pretty solid. It, it doesn't seem like there's any doubt that the goal's coming. Mm-hmm. 26 minute, another good cook diagonal. This one to Pew from right to left. Pew heads it uh, behind for Haran, and she takes a shot that goes wide of the, of the near post. But she was, Haran was way offside, so we don't need to talk about it too much. Um, uh, I, I do just want to say though, because, uh, I mentioned last time, the differences between Haran as a center midfielder and Sanchez as a center midfielder. And one of them I said was that Sanchez makes a way more of like the slashing vertical runs off the ball early, uh, in the attack. Haran was doing a lot of that tonight. So, she was. uh, I don't, again, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's something that they're emphasizing or if, or if maybe I was just wrong. And that is totally a, a tendency of Haran. Um, but it was, it was definitely a thing that was happening a lot in this match. Yeah. Um. Uh. Sorry. So you're good. Thirty third minute. P. 
Pew wins it in the press, uh, kind of on her own. So she and Smith both doing a lot of work of this of this nature, and she whips the ball across to Morgan. The shot is uh, blocked off her foot as it, as she slides at the near post. Just another just another little yeah, door knocking moment. Yeah, another door knocking moment. Another chance to beat their uh, low block before it can set up. And you can even tell because this ball gets to Morgan and it's a great chance, you know, straight away. But you also see like Sophia Smith all alone at the back post. Like it's clear that when we can win this ball in this situation, uh, we actually like are attacking with full numerical superiority. Um, and so, again, you just know Costa Rica is not going to be able to hang on much longer. Right. And they don't. 34th minute. 34th minute we get uh, our goal. It's it's from the ensuing corner kick, um, and it's a good one from Mallory Pugh. Sullivan meets it from just outside the edge of the six, um, d- doing well to peel off her marker and come back away from the goal. And she scuffs it pretty thoroughly. It it does. It's not even her shot's not even really on frame, but it gets uh, it gets nearly deflected in by Carol Sanchez uh, for an own goal. As she tries to clear it, loops up and off the post, and then it comes off the post with a funny bounce and sort of hits hits the ground, and then um, you know, and then shoots back towards the middle of the of the goal mouth, where Emily Sonnet is the first to pounce, and her first touch kind of rolls over the ball, like she doesn't, she can't quite get a shot off, but f- as she goes to ground, well, while she's on the ground, she kind of pushes it with the outside of her foot through the legs of a defender into the goal. Not pretty, but uh, very deserved at that point. 1-0 USA. Yeah, I love this because, again, like uh, as much as I'm all about like this, you know, the fluid attacking play, you got to be able to score ugly too. Uh, there's, there's a huge difference between the Mexico game where we did very little that was great and then scored an ugly goal in this, in this game last night where we're doing a ton of things that are great and we score an ugly goal. Like that's what you want. You want to be doing a lot of good things. And then when the ugly chance presents itself, you want to take advantage there too. And this is an awesome situation for like any chalk nerds or, uh, again, it's almost like pitch control stuff, right? This scramble moment. Um, because, you know, the, the initial ball goes in and you can just, when you watch this, you can just, if you just focus uh, on these set piece scrambles on one player throughout the whole play, uh, it's so interesting what you can see. And if you do it, if you watch it five or six times and focus on a different player each time, like those little pitch control decisions are really fascinating to me. Hmm. Uh, and what you usually have is a lot of times there'll be two or three, four players on set pieces whose body language just totally shuts off. They just stand straight up and watch if they're not in the immediate vicinity of the ball. Uh, and you have other players who are constantly doing those little like micro adjustments to their positioning to control more of the pitch. Uh, that that's around them just in case, you know, the ball happens to go in their vicinity. And that's what Sonnet's doing here. The whole time the plays happening with Sullivan at the far post, Sonnet's moving from the near post to sort of frame the, the scramble zone in front of the goalkeeper. And when she finally connects with the ball, you know, she's surrounded by five Costa Rica players, most of whom were not adjusting their position well during this play. Um, And that's how she ends up being the one to finish. And, and, you know, when people talk about set piece coaches, uh, I, I think the U.S. men just hired one. I don't know if they're if they're that coach is going to work with both teams or not. Uh, but it can be stuff like that. It doesn't just have to be Ted Lasso style like basketball inbounds plays where they diagram the whole thing. It could literally just be putting more emphasis and in instilling that sort of pitch control mentality and employing it continuously throughout a set piece, uh, so that when there are scramble moments, you're just a little bit more likely. Uh, to be in position to convert. And and this, again, I'm just, I'm such a nerd about this stuff and I love it. So uh, it was fun to break this one down over and over again, despite how ugly the actual goal itself is. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, a lot of credit to Sonnet for, to, you know, being Johnny on the spot there. I mean, to, to dumb it down just dramatically. <laughs> there. Yeah. Cause, cause it's not luck, right? That's, that's a skill. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's totally a skill to, to be that to be that player who it happens to fall to because you've done a lot of work to make sure it falls to you or that it's more likely to fall to you than anyone else. Right. Yeah. Wasn't it like, um, 
Larry Bird and Dennis Rodman always knew where the ball, where the basketball was going to go off the rim. Like a lot of players who played with go. both of them talked about that. Um, well, okay. Well, good. Another good cook diagonal in the 36 minute to Haran who uh, nods it on the bounce across. So the, in this case, we do get the, we do get the cushioned square with the header and Morgan. There it is. <laughs> what's that? I said, there it is. I mean, that's, I, I just, I love the decision. It's a good decision. Yeah. Morgan, Morgan left foot volleys it home into the net, but Haran was uh, an arm offside, just barely offside. She was offside though. No goal. Um, Another good example though of Haran, Haran making that initiation run. Like she's do, she's keying the movement. Uh, She's keying the play with her movement. And then another, like you said, another great cook ball uh, into her. Yeah. As first half stoppage time comes on, we get Bermudez playing it to the U.S. again, straight to Morgan, and she passes it to Smith, and Smith just hits it right at Bermudez. I mean, it's still 1-0, but that was basically a penalty kick from the run of play. 0.75 XG is my estimate. <laughs> um, no, that, she took it from like 17 yards out, and... Uh, the goalkeeper's out at her sixth, doing really well to close the angle down. Uh, so good for Bermudez to try to clean up her own mess. Um, I mean, not that it would have mattered. She could have been standing on her line. If the if the ball's hit straight at you, it's straight at you, huh? Yeah. Okay, point, point four five XG. Um, we get the... So in the third minute of stoppage time, we get the, the second U.S. goal. Uh, on the left side, Smith wins it in the press. So she's just, she's just harassing somebody. The ball... The ball squirts over to um, who does it squirt over to? Lavelle, Rose Lavelle, uh, and this time Lavelle backheels Pew, who's racing in behind. So Pew making a good run, Lavelle making a makes a really nice pass, and Pew takes a touch and then hits it hard with the instep instep of her left foot, and it glances off Bermudez's thigh, rifles into the side netting. Two uh, zero USA. How about Rose Lavelle though? What a player. Yeah, I mean, it's brilliant, and it's a it's a per, another great example of uh, how much easier it is to play attractive soccer when you don't let the low block set itself up. So we just have better passing lanes. Costa Rica's back line isn't organized to to have a good offside line going. So Lavelle has more room to execute a you know ingenious uh, back heel into two runners. weren't there two players running onto it, and Pew just happened to be the one to take it. So uh, yeah, good moment. Uh, we won't get into the whether she should have squared it to Alex Morgan decision here. We're winning 2-0. We're just celebrating. Well, you know, she looked at Alex Morgan. Did you notice that? <laughs> Did you notice that in the oh, replay, yeah. like in the celebration? She looks yeah, at Alex yeah. Morgan and she's kind of like, I know, I know, I should have passed it. <laughs> I mean, that's how I Did read some it. some high eyebrows. I think it was like, for sure, because the, her shot went off the keeper, right? So it's like, it's like if that hadn't scored, I would have had some, I would have had some, uh, some looks from you. I think that's for sure what the exchange was. Yeah. At first I thought it was, uh, it was Rose Lavelle. She was smiling at like that saying, what a pass Rose. But no, she didn't even acknowledge the pass from Rose. I don't think, not that I could tell. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so halftime comes, no subs for the U S Greg, we got to crank through the second half real fast. Um, Okay, okay, okay. Christine Granados comes on for Alvarado and Daphne Herrera for Chinchilla. Um, What do you think? So I think maybe Costa Rica is looking ahead to the third place match at that point. Again, it's the Russellback format for Olympic qualification. So they're kind of just conceding the game at 2-0, knowing that they weren't threatening even a little bit. Uh, So I'm guessing, yeah, it's it's just, let's let's just uh, see if we can take care of business. In the third place game, take another crack at it against the U.S. or Canada for the last Olympic spot. Now, forty right after halftime, we get uh, probably the ugliest moment from Casey Murphy of the game. Do you want to kind of take it and explain what happened? Okay, yeah. So I think my timeline's off here. I put it in the second half, but it was actually stoppage time in the first half. Uh, so it's a ball that like is bouncing in or it's a ball that's floated into our box. Uh, and oh, yeah. as it's floating in, uh, our defender like meets it with like her thigh. And so she kind of directs it towards our goal 
or at least towards Murphy. So Murphy like panics again, like not knowing whether she can handle it or not because she's worried about it getting called for picking up a pass back. But the the pat even the touch isn't going into the goal anyway. It's going to go out of bounds. So even if that's what she thinks, like at that point she should just let it go out of bounds and deal with the corner. Instead, she like keeps it alive but won't pick it up. So now she's juggling on the end line with Costa Rica player bearing down on her again. And she like flails at the ball while juggling to try to clear it and just whiffs completely. Uh, And we have to clean up the mess. So for a game where she isn't being called on very much, uh, this might raise some questions about like whether or not she becomes too much of a liability or whether she's ready for this, these kinds of pressure moments. Hopefully they're just flukes and, and it won't mean anything, but uh, it, it doesn't, it's not a good look for someone who's trying to win this job from, you know, the incumbent World Cup champion, Alyssa Nair. Right, right. It, I think Wagner's take was that it was nerves, and, um, and then she also said that if Alex Morgan had started that second game of the group stage and scored a goal, then maybe uh, Casey Murphy <laughs> would, wouldn't have made this mistake. No, she didn't actually say that. Um, <laughs> yeah, but pretty 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 messy pretty messy 47th minute pew hits a good cross after getting croiffed in behind by Lindsay horan so been a little rough on horan in this tournament but she i thought she had a nice game last night um it's ch- chested out so pew's cross is good but it's chested out for a corner kick smith was lurking at the back post yeah and she had she had morgan i think uh, she had two attackers essentially sealing off their defenders, so it's not a bad, a terrible decision to cross here or anything. I still wish, because she dusted her player 1v1 again to open up this cross, and it's not like she just created enough room to hit the ball through. Like, she created a, a, a lane into the box for herself. And again, I just, I just wish we'd see a little bit more of that um, commitment to attacking into that space rather than just be like, oh, good, I can cross it now. That That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. But... One of these, one of these recordings, I'm going to lay off the the crosses criticisms. You go, you what are you calling it? You're calling it something in the notes, which you haven't used. You haven't used the phrase yet. <laughs> it's I'm calling it crosser's brain because it's like this weird this impulse again, where it's like it shouldn't be the case that as soon as you have you are in a position to cross it, you cross it. Like the cross should a lot of the times be sort of like the last the last ditch thing. Like oh, I don't have anything else to do. Uh, I'm running out of space. All I can do is cross this ball. Uh, I mean, obviously not the case when you are when you have a player in good position behind somebody, you know, that you can put it in that corridor for them. But too much for the U.S. It's like, no, the cross is like the goal. The goal is to get it to somebody who can cross it. Uh, I, 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 again, even on this one, I'm saying she does have players she's picking yeah. out. So it's not just an aimless cross here. But but overall, like, I still do want to see more like of that first priority to be like getting into to the danger area yourself. Um, and second thing being like, Oh, I guess I could cross it. Well, speaking of crossing, I want to mention that Roosevelt did had a couple crosses shortly after this and around the 49 minute mark. Um, one time she picks out Alex Morgan's feet from the left side. And there's a bit of a mix up between Morgan and Smith probably thought Morgan should have, whose back was a goal, was to goal, should have just quickly laid it off to her. But Morgan did not, and then they just sort of both wanted the ball, and neither of them was able to do anything with it. Then, a few moments later, Lavelle, also from the left side, lifts a ball to Haran at the mark at the penalty marker, roughly at the penalty marker, and Haran heads it well wide and smiles ruefully to her to herself because it was a pretty good chance to put a good header on goal. But it just seems like Roosevelt at this point is able to pick out specific targets in the box with her crosses, which it seems like a advanced uh, skill to me. Yeah. And again, it, when there are definitely, it's almost like case by case for those crosses. And it's not just like, again, if it worked, it was a good one. And if it didn't work, it wasn't. There are definitely scenarios where it's like, oh, this is, this is totally on. And, uh, you know, the players at our level should be finding someone and picking someone out. And Lavelle is definitely a player who can do that when it's on. We get a nice ball from Pew in the 58th minute uh, for Haran down the left wing. Pew had pulled to the sideline, so there's a lot of rotation going on between our, our two eights and the wingers and even the fullbacks, though less of that on the left side with Sonnet. Um, Haran slides it on a platter to Smith on the back post, and it's bouncing. 
but she just she just glances it wide of the post. Um, just glances it wide of the post. I'm gonna go ahead and say she should have scored on this one, but she did have a good game. <laughs> she did have a good game. Yep. Yep, I'm marking it down as a successful attack, a successful <laughs> build, a, a great decision by Haran, good positioning by Smith, and we want to just keep doing those things as often as possible. She had a great game. She should have scored here, though. That's that's the Bell's policy position <laughs> on this. Um, 59th minute, uh, poor Haran giveaway playing it backward, launches a slight moment of forward thrust from Costa Rica, very short-lived. But this type of thing that would be punished by a, a better opponent. Um, Haran's popping up again, picking the ball up wide left, dribbles in to the towards the middle in the 61st minute, plays it uh, plays a pass to Rose Lavelle, who's darting toward the near post. This is the one time where she made this diagonal run where she was rewarded for it, and the pass is slightly behind Lavelle. She turns and shoots with her right foot, uh, hits it right at Bermudez. I, I love the I love the sequence. I love the build up again. Hitting the entry pass into uh, Lavelle's feet is just what I want to happen over and over again. Uh, it's also I mean one of the most fun things about watching the U.S. women play is how many of these sort of reps you get to see in a game uh, because we dominate the territory so much. So it was it's good to see that decision from Haran. And then I yeah I do kind of wish we would have done a little bit more soccering once the pass was a little behind her and she had to turn away from goal. Uh, you do see the lane open up where she could, you know, use the threat of a shot to draw the attention of the defenders and then maybe slip Alex Morgan in. Uh, but, but again, this is why I like watching the U S women play so much is because there are so many, uh, chances to see where that concept of the extra pass could pay off for us and whether or not we'll, we'll sort of start to lean that way or if it's, or if our, our mentality is still just more like, no, you get an open look, you got to take your shot right then and there. Yeah, I was uh, the the thought that she should have slipped it to Morgan did cross my mind in real time watching the game, but I it I thought well maybe she was offside I don't know, but now that I see your screenshot I'm like yeah she definitely should have passed it to Morgan, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Um, the shot was the shot was no trouble for Bermudez. Rapino comes on for Pew, uh, Ashley Sanchez on for Haran, and Naomi Gurma for Cook in the 63rd minute. And I would say the game was kind of, uh, you know, I think everybody just wanted to get out of there at this point, but yeah, it, the Germa for cook is interesting to me because it could, it could signal that Germa and cook are the pair to start against Canada. Uh, because that way neither of them is going a full 90 in the, in the lead up to it. Uh, or I could just be reading into things. Yeah. Uh, there was you. You should bring up that strange sequence where that probably should have been a handball call. What can you talk about that? <laughs> yeah, Lavelle's got it in central midfield, shaded to the right, and she uh, she floats it to the left side of the box uh, where Rapino and Smith both challenge in the air. The Costa Rica defender who kind of goes up to challenge as well lands heavy, kind of goes to ground, and the ball kind of just loops gently into her lap while she's laying flat on her back. Uh, and she like corrals it with her arms. Uh, and this is like, as uh, Sophia Smith is like winding up to hit it on the volley. And then Sophia Smith has to stop because otherwise she would kick this player full in the stomach, um, which she does gen- generously um, stop her wind up. Right. And yeah, the referee she does, I was say she doesn't actually kick her in the stomach. She, yeah. <laughs> she, Nor she, would that be generous. She pulls back and then that, <laughs> and then she actually so, so she pulls back and then she just stops and turns to the referee um and then so what the referee stops the play with the whistle at that point and calls a foul on Sophia Smith which is just a like a would be an outrageous call in a in an actually competitive match that had meaning but this match is no longer competitive so we can kind of just chuckle at how strange it all is yeah the what, what Christina uncle's message was because she had called she thought there was a foul before the handball Therefore, there's no possibility of reviewing the handball. But what, I was like, what's the foul? Like, that, the Costa Rican defender just fell on her own. I didn't see anything there. If it, if it, so if they wanted to, I feel like they could have, if the referees wanted to, like, find a way out of this, I feel like they could have 
judged Rapino for giving the player a little shove in the back as the ball was like floating into the box. Okay. And that would get him off the hook for having to make make a decision on the on the bizarre cradling of the ball. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it looked all wrong. It looked all wrong. Um seventy fourth <laughs> minute, lovely combination from Sanchez and Rapino. They they do some good soccering. Uh, Sanchez plays outside of the boot to Rapino, and then um, Rapino, well, yeah, and then Rapino kind of comes back along this touchline, plays a, a a clever little pass, splitting two defenders to Sanchez, kind of run, making a run in the channel, and then Sanchez works uh, Lixi Rodriguez, and then smashes a ball off a defender for a corner kick. Yeah, this is so the outcome is similar to some of our other crossing attempts, but the the process to get there I think was markedly different and it was more of what I like to see, which is one Sanchez's happy feet are just fun. Uh but she does, she dusts the first defender, right? So it's not like she crosses the ball into that first defender. She she works her and then continues to attack past her once she does. So she she spins, she like gets her leaning the wrong way and then attacks beyond her, forces the other defenders to move over to her, which, you know, in the abstract creates more room for our Alex Morgans and attackers in the box. Um, and in this case, the outcome is still a deflection off that covering defender out of bounds. But the process I think is for me, like a better one than what some of our other cross our decisions to cross were. Yeah, totally. I mean, if somebody's going to take that open lane in the, you know, along the end line and, and go at it, it's on our team. It's going to be Sanchez. Um, Trini Robin comes on for for Sophia Smith. Christy Mewis is on for Lavelle in the, both in the eighty first minute. Um, I know just two things I want to note before we get to the goal at the end. One, Rapino has lost a step, but she still is able to create danger on that left side. At least against Costa Rica, she was. Um, she can get to the end line. She can. She's able to get a good cross um, into the box, and um, so I, I just want to say that. Also, I thought Trini Robin had some nice. Moments of quick decisions in her cameo. Uh, there's one where in the 80s, around the 87 minute mark, where she lays it off nicely for Su- Sullivan after Rapino lifts one across, and it's just a it's just a quick decision. It's the right decision. Sullivan has a chance to uncork one from 18, 20 yards, and um, you know it doesn't. Nothing really comes of it, but but it's the but I like that from Rodman. Yeah, I, I like the subtlety of it, right? Like she's, she, it's, it's one of those things where, again, it's, in my mind, this is just her committing to the extra pass. Like, no, no mind to try to shoot this. Like, my job now is to create a shot for someone else. So real, real, like a uh, gentle touch to just lay it down, and then she's immediately getting out of the way, yeah. which again uh, is important to me watching because that's a, that's actually like good communication. Uh, so it's not like Sullivan will see it as maybe Rodman's trying to collect this herself, so I, I'm not going to run onto it. By getting out of the way, she's signaling to Rot- to Sullivan, "This is you. Step into it and hit it." So all of those little those are really little details, uh, but it's great to see from a twenty year old. Yeah. Yep. And then ninety fifth minute, we get our third goal, and it's Ashley Sanchez scoring. Uh, Christy Mewis plays a lumped ball, pretty much into the box, and Morgan kind of brings it down, but it trickles over to Sanchez, who is next to her. And Sanchez swivels and whips it in off the side netting, uh, kind of you know on the bounce. The ball sits up nicely for her. And you what you see the slow motion, and Alex Morgan is yelling the word "me" at Sanchez as she shoots, because <laughs> uh, Morgan wants to wants to take it. She probably would have scored too. I don't know. Well, it's be- yeah, it's because of the swivel. That that's why it was like Morgan's Morgan's read on that is that Sanchez's hips are facing the wrong way and Morgan's facing forward. So like by the textbook, that would be Morgan's ball to run through since she's already facing the right way. But because Sanchez has the swivel ability, uh, she's able to to score it herself. It's a nice finish. It's it's fun to watch the replay to see the way her eyes are down. You know the whole time until the ball is gone, just like a. You know, just like a a baseball player hitting a ball, <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't lift her eyes until the ball is well gone, and then she sees it. <laughs> she sees it hit the hit the net. So it's nice to nice she to. She can already start net. celebrating. What's that? 
So yeah, so she can by the time she looks up, she can already celebrate. Yeah. Yep. It's a is a love is a thing of beauty to see a ball struck that way. Um so big game big game on Sunday night. Canada also won 3-0. They beat Jamaica. Yep. Pres- presumably this game will be less comfortable than any of the four games we've played so far, right? It ha- it has to be. It's hard to imagine it being uh I know Haiti in the opener uh, surprised us a couple of times with some real good moments. Um, but but even then, you know, it wasn't like they surprised us like, oh, wow, we better we better get our act together. But it never felt like Haiti was going to, you know, take over the game and beat us. Uh, and then that was the, that was the closest anyone's even come. The other the other opponents just have offered very little uh, to threaten. And so I'm, I'm like legitimately hoping that Canada can put a little more of a test together. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be it'd be nice to win too, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want them. I want them to test us, but we still win the game three zero, <laughs> and Sauerbrunn gets the win. There we go. Uh, so we've had a lot of t- technical dif- difficulties here. Hopefully, that doesn't shine through. Um, if you are able, please consider subscribing on Patreon. Uh, the link is in the show notes, and we just dropped our second. Um, Historic USMNT recap, the one about the the Columbia versus USA game at the 1994 World Cup. World Cup. It's a ridiculous episode. It's so long, and we don't talk. We don't get to the <laughs> timeline until like 38 minutes in. But people, I think people are liking it. So, you know, sign up, check it out. <laughs> 1994 was a busy year. It turns out. Yes. Yeah. It was a very busy year it's on so many fronts. All right, um, we'll we'll be back on Monday with the to recap the final, and um, thanks for listening. We'll see you.